there is not a day that I don't think I'm still alive. I'm still here. How? I always ask myself, how am I still alive? But I am. And I'm so grateful because it's the it's the most challenging thing I know I'll ever have to face in my life. I know that without a doubt. And if I can get through this, you know, I can get through anything. Hi everyone, this is Sarah, the Long Haul Yogi, and you're listening to the Long COVID Hope Podcast, the podcast that tells the more hopeful stories from people with Long COVID. The Long COVID Hope Podcast is created by a former Long COVID sufferer, myself, for people with Long COVID, allies of people with Long COVID, and anyone else who is interested in learning about Long COVID from the true experts, the people with lived experience of the condition. I actually can't believe it. This is halfway through season one. (laughs) How did that happen? It's been a bit of a wild ride so far and we've heard from some really great people and today's episode is no exception. Today I'm speaking with the wonderful Angela or Lady of Long Covid aka at the Extra Files as she's known online who like many of us has become a dear friend of mine through our chronic illness journey. Angela has done a very special thing. She has tirelessly and selflessly created a grassroots awareness movement from her couch. We discuss how she polled the community to come up with the long COVID awareness colours and then the long COVID awareness day across all long haulers in all different online communities. She explains how her efforts have been in collaboration with lots of other long haulers who have helped with design work, the website, and everything else involved in our new International Long COVID Awareness Day. I want to shine a strong spotlight on the International Long COVID Awareness Day, which is taking place on the 15th of March. You can find out all about it on the website, which is in the show notes. I'm sure many long haulers listening to this will remember that we've been speaking for years now about how we could really use an awareness day or month like so many other conditions and also awareness colour or ribbons. And now we are going to have it all. Speaking of the long COVID awareness colours, again, it was a democratic decision involving multiple rounds of community voting. And I absolutely love the colours. I just wanted to explain what they mean. So the grey represents the loss and sadness in the pandemic. The teal represents hope and support. And it's also the POTS awareness colour, which is very relevant. And the black represents loneliness and rest. Last, but by no means least, Angela also briefly shares her own long COVID story with us today, which actually began back in December 2019. So talking about the true pioneers, she's definitely she's definitely been it in long hauling for the absolute longest. Angela describes her long COVID experience and how certain medications such as acyclovir or Epstein-Barr and Paclovid for reinfection helped her to level up, as she puts it. She also explains how she's 
managed to be a stay-at-home mum and to homeschool her children through the pandemic, which I can't imagine, quite honestly, is no small feat. And she describes how helpful the community online and through the open Zoom rooms have been in her journey and with for support with long COVID. So without further ado, let's get started. Hi, Angela. Welcome. Thank you so much for being willing to join me on the Long COVID Hope podcast. How are you? Hi, Sarah. Thank you for having me. I am doing a lot better lately. I'm doing much better. Um, things have been rough, but they are improving. Oh, good. And I'm thankful I'm... for that. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm really glad to hear that. Absolutely. Would you like to just quickly introduce yourself, where you're located, what you do, things like that? Yes, definitely. So um, I'm Angela Laffin, and I am in Washington State. So I'm in the United States. And I um, right now am 41 years old. I got sick with COVID when I was 38 years old. Um, I was in the prime of my life, better than I had ever felt. Um, I do have severe asthma. That's one thing that I do have and was managing and that was fine. I was able to live my life. Um, I am a mom of two children who also have long COVID. Um, I, <laughs> This is really hard because I lived a really full life as many others, all of the people that are suffering from long COVID. And yeah. looking back at the last three years, what I can do and what I can no longer do, it's been difficult. Um, I was really involved in my children's schooling, their PTA, their everything about them, sports, everything that they were involved in. We did together. And I was really active. I was um, able to do five miles every morning and then come back home and work out and take care of my dogs. And I had a mind that worked well, and now it doesn't work as well. Um, I suffered a lot of brain fog over the last three years and brain fog doesn't do it justice. It's more like I'm suffering mm -hmm. some kind of dementia. And though it's improved, I have moments where it gets really bad again. So yes, yeah, absolutely. that's who I was before I got sick. Yeah, and to be fair, it's such a common story. Like time and time again, I speak to people and and yeah, right before they caught COVID, they were doing fantastic and really active and X, Y, and Z. And, yep. and it just really counters the narrative that we've heard in the media about, oh, well, they must have already had pre-existing conditions or X, Y, and Z, you know, just like victim blaming a bit. But um, anyway, I digress already. Um, I mean, before, uh, before we kind of talk about your personal story, I wanted to kind of like really highlight the amazing long COVID awareness work, advocacy work that you're doing. So I think we'll start off by telling the listeners all of the great stuff that you have. That, that it's been wonderful that you've, that you've come up with, um, obviously collaboratively with other long callers. Um, do you want to start off by talking about um, how you got started with the long COVID awareness work that you're doing? Like, how did it begin? Absolutely. So um, the last few years, again, I will just say have been rough. And so 
at the end of 2022, I started to get a little bit of relief um, in some of my symptoms and um, more than I had. All of 2022 seemed to be a betterish year for me. Um, and then 2023 came and I said, I have to start this now. I said, if I ever improve from some of these symptoms, then I'm going to help the long COVID community in any way that I can. So I kind of teamed up with some people online and different social media, Twitter, uh, different organizations. And we started this, it kind of started from polls. I was giving surveys to the long COVID community about what colors they thought would be great for a inter, I'm sorry, I can't even talk, an international long COVID awareness campaign. So that's what kicked this all off. And those surveys were given out through Twitter and Facebook and support groups and had lots of people selecting colors. And that went really well. So then I said, hey, we need an awareness day. And a lot of other people were saying the same thing. We really need an awareness day or a month. Mm -hmm. So I said, let's make it happen. Let's do another poll. And so from my couch, I did another poll and we, then selected March 15th for the awareness day. And so the full month of March is really are reflecting on education awareness for long COVID as you know, that many people got sick March, 2020. Um, so that was really important to people that we have a kind of a fitting meaningful month and day for this. And um, so now it's developed into international long COVID awareness day on March 15th every year. And this will be our first year that we are doing this. And because so many of us are unwell and not able to go out much, maybe just to medical appointments and things, um, also with the risk of the reinfection or getting the flu or anything else on top of what we're suffering, mm -hmm. um, we've made it where most of the things that are happening for this first year are going to be on social media. Um, a lot of us are stuck in our beds or on the couch. And so this makes the most sense to do that. I'm not saying there won't be groups that do more and like out in the world, but for most of us, it'll be on social media. So I'm really excited about it because number one, it's bringing all of us together. Me and you have become friends through this whole, you know, this whole battle. I call it a battle. Some people call it a journey, but it's been a fight for our lives. And I just feel that because I've united with so many people through this and the support groups, it was so important that we come together across the globe and make this happen together because I just feel that we can do more together when we're united. It'll be more of an impact. Um, people will see like the colors all over the place. They'll see them in the UK. They'll see them in India. They'll see them in the United States and Canada, everywhere, you know, and I think mm -hmm. that's important because then people start to see the impact. They're not seeing as much of the impact when they read the stories. They're seeing bits of each of us, but they're not seeing a, like it's not making it very visible for people. They're not grasping the impact of long COVID on us and our lives. So I just felt like it was really important to have something that was more cohesive to kind of unite us. And so here we are, it's yes. going really, really fast and really well. Um, everybody is trying to work together to make this happen. We've got the long COVID action 
um, project that is helping with a lot of things like just even like editing things. And I know they're working on ads to put out. It's amazing what is happening, but this is what happens when even people that have very little that we can do at this point come together to just unite in this effort. And it just makes the work less for each of us and more for the world to see. So I think that um, I am just really, I'm really happy to see so many of the organizations that are trying to partner up right now. And Long COVID Awareness International is not a uh, actual nonprofit or anything at this point, but people are kind of saying, you know, it's going to become that, it's going to become that. And that's not really my goal. The goal Mm -hmm. of this was just to increase awareness, education about the truth about long COVID, because so many people have been misinformed. We know this has been highly politicized and it's kind of to push back on all of that and just let people know like that we are here and this is what we are suffering and that you can become one of these people too. And really it's about prevention and support for all of our community. And, you know, I think that um, it was something that was very necessary. We have so many different groups within our long COVID community, different support groups, different organizations. But again, because everybody has different logos and different things going on, there was nothing cohesive bringing all of us together. So um, just like things like Breast Cancer Awareness, they have the pink ribbon. Everyone knows the month of October, we celebrate those that have suffered and been lost to breast cancer. We know like that the AIDS color is red and you know, and the importance of these colors, Mm -hmm. it's not about the colors. It's about the people behind those colors and what they represent. And it's just, it's been really awesome to see a lot of people have let me know that they're feeling that people can see them now they're stuck in bed and people can see them because of the ribbon um the ribbon I do want to just mention was designed by somebody in our long COVID community and she made these ribbons is a reference it represents all of us you know and Mm -hmm. so now it's like all over the globe you'll see this ribbon and even if it doesn't say long COVID on it people are going to start to notice that it is the long COVID ribbon. And some of the ribbons do say long COVID on them just because it's a brand new ribbon. We wanted to get the word out there that this is what it is. It is the gray, teal, and black. I know you're wearing a shirt today to represent. And I think it's so awesome. Um, And it's just, it's been really cool to see people like just, with all their ideas, the ideas that they have for this campaign. And oh, you know, yes. this isn't this isn't a me project. This is a community project and the whole community is jumping in on it and it's been great. Absolutely. Yeah. I I'm so grateful for you, Angela. You know, as I'm sure a lot of people listening know, <laughs> particularly the first waivers, we've been talking about the fact that we, you know, we needed a ribbon, we needed a day, we needed to have more of like uh, you know, we need to amplify, we need to be make awareness. And and this has been, you know, we've been talking about it for a long period of time, but we, it really needed somebody to just take the reins and be like, okay, I'm leading, let's try and get this done. And that's exactly what you did. And honestly, I'm sure everybody 
it's just so so thrilled that this is coming together and so grateful for you i i know that you know with the polls and with everything you've done it's been a lot of work and i i completely acknowledge that you know you're struggling with long covid still and and yet you found the time and energy and spoons to to to, to try and bring all of this together and I, it's just it's so exciting and you know i'm just so i'm so glad it's happening <laughs> Quite frankly. I'm so glad it's happening. You're right. It did take a lot of spoons to get this started, but mm. it feels like I'm in the middle of the process right now. I am working on the website and now I have people jumping in to help with the website, which is really great because I yeah. knew nothing about even making a website. Um, I just finished up a press release that will go out next week. So that'll be out in the world and um, more people will be aware of what's going on with our campaign and with long COVID and all of us that are suffering. And I will say, because I know that others in the community are going through the same thing that we are trying to do this while we are ill and mm -hmm. it is a lot for us, but it is so important. So sometimes it's worth it that I might crash after I've done the press release or I might crash after having a long phone call. But sometimes now I've had to really just come to the idea that some things are worth my crashing and feeling really terrible compared to my normal baseline, which isn't great but it is improving, like I said. And I will say, I think that even doing this, it lifts me up a bit, you know, it lifts mm. me in my symptoms because I feel that even though it's draining me, it gives me hope. And that is the biggest thing for us, hope for finding a cure, hope that we will not be stuck in this, you know, forever. And mm -hmm. I, I just think it's so important that even if we can't do as much as we'd like to do, these little bits that we are able to apply to a project, it matters. And, you know, it's really important, it, but it, it doesn't come without a crash or, you know, draining myself out. And I homeschool my kids too on top of it. So that's yes. a lot. It's all being done from my couch, you know, and um, it's very exhausting. Even if we were doing this campaign before we were ill, it would be taking energy from us but you know how precious our energy is when we are this ill so oh, absolutely and yeah you know when you have a limited energy envelope you have to really prioritize what you use your spoons on and so yeah it's you know it's been such a selfless act for you to try to, to, to use your spoons to create this so can we just rewind slightly would you like to describe about the colors and explain what they mean um, i have it written yes. down as well <laughs> if you want me to blank for a second and i'm like i know what the colors represent i just don't want to mess up the order of them the no gray is for the loss in the pandemic and the yes. teal is for the support and the hope that we all have and really the support of our community. And then the black is for the loneliness and the rest that comes with having to be pretty much most of us are either sitting or lying and mm -hmm. closing our eyes or looking at the ceiling. And we are yes. very isolated people um, because we are trying not to get reinfected and, you know, that's yes. pretty much what they, there was a long drawn out thing of what the colors mean but in short that is what they represent and I I really honestly 
didn't know those colors were going to become the colors because I originally thought yellow would maybe be part of it and mm -hmm. it wasn't and I was like oh well these are really gloomy colors but you know it's okay because long COVID is a gloomy illness and there's, you know, it's not a happy thing to go through an illness ever. And, you know, yeah. I do think that people selected the right colors for long COVID awareness. I think that this is very fitting and it does look pretty together, but that's not what matters. It's, mm -hmm. you know, uh, like I said, it's about the people that are impacted and what these colors are representing. And, you know, there's been so much heartache during the last three and a half almost years. And it's, it, it's a lot. It, every, it's only three colors, but I feel like we've jammed a whole bunch of layers and feelings and emotions into those three colors, you know. Absolutely. And the, the colors really resonate for me. Obviously, I voted, <laughs> but like the, the colors definitely resonate very strongly with me and like black. Like I, you know, I spent so much time in bed rest with my eye mask on. And so literally my world was black because I had no light because I was wearing an eye mask all the time, you know. And, um, you know, I think that teal is not a gloomy color. I, I, I think teal is a lovely color and, and a bold color. And so, yeah, I think it, I think it comes together really nicely. And I think that the ribbon looks striking and memorable, which is obviously, you know, exactly what we're going for with this. Yes, I agree. <laughs> it definitely looks powerful. And I'm very happy with the way that it turned out. And, you know, it, like I said, I didn't know the colors would be the colors. And once I saw it all together, I was like, oh my goodness, I started crying. I was like, that's it. That's our long COVID awareness ribbon. Yeah. And I was just really happy because even for me, it was like, we've been through so much heartache and so much gaslighting and so much not believing what's happening with all of us, you know? And it was just like, all of that came pouring out when I saw the ribbon and I was just like, we got it. I, I love yes. it. <laughs> I'm yes. just very happy for what it represents. And, you know, every time that I see a ribbon or a, right now we have little frames on Twitter and different social media. And um, I just, I'm, I'm really happy to see the community coming together with that. And, you know, it's one small thing that you can do to represent the whole community, you know, and it's, it's just really, it, every time I see it, I'm just like, oh, there's one of us, there's one of us, there's one of us, and there's a lot of us, there's a whole lot. There are, there's obviously, unfortunately, there's millions, millions and millions of us out there in the world. Yes. Um, and yes, so let's talk about the materials then. You mentioned about the um, profile frame. Um, by the way, I'm using that myself, and so I have a copy, and I've sent out to a few people who've messaged me, and if anyone listening would like a copy, then feel free to message me, and I can send it out to them. Um, but you also have lots of loads of materials and things, because I'm wearing the t-shirts, or at least one of the t-shirts. Do you want yep. to explain a little bit about the different merchandise and things that are available if anyone's interested in getting their own t-shirts or Absolutely. ribbons? So yes, I will um, go on and mention right now the website that all of this will be on because that'll be up in the next few days. So by the time that this podcast comes out, it will be up. And so um, there are many shops starting to make things that have long COVID colors, long COVID awareness on them. Um, right now, we only have about four of the shops mentioned, but when the other shops have their merchandise, I will post those on the website. 
Um, so the website will be at um, www.longcovidawareness.life. And it is not up yet, but it will be in about two days. So um, you can just click on that. It's in the works. So there's going to be lots of stuff added. Um, right now, there are, like I said, about four shops and they are doing shirts and stickers. And I'm trying to think of everything, coffee mugs just pretty much all the things you can think of. Um, I also will be listing a new shop that did silicone bracelets. And so those will be available. Um, I have my order coming now and um, I am not involved in any of the shops. These are mostly shops that are with people in our community. If they didn't have the products that we were looking for, we did have to go outside our community to different Etsy stores and companies. But I've been trying to keep it in our community with long COVID awareness and with other mm -hmm. chronic illnesses, because we know that many of the people involved in these shops are not able to work jobs. And so that yeah. way we can support them in a big way by, you know, we get the awareness here and then we are also supporting somebody that is suffering a chronic illness or long COVID. And so it's just really important to me um, that we try and keep our, support focused on the small businesses, the people that are affected by this mostly, you know? So yes. um, I also will mention that as this gets bigger, there's going to be more shops that are going to be coming out with gear and merchandise, right? So mm -hmm. they can be messaging us that, you know, hey, I have a shop on the website, you know, and I will add them to the website. So, you know, if anyone listening knows of a shop or if you yourself make things like this, you can always get involved. This is again, not me. And this is not me making any profit off of it. I don't plan sure. to ever profit off any of this. This is for our community. And so, you know, just like I said, shirts and you could take the ribbon and do a different design. Uh, the shirt that Sarah is wearing has flowers on the ribbon. It's a different version of the ribbon. And I think that's another really cool part is that you can take these ribbons and make them yourself. You can make them more unique. It's just involving those colors and then putting it out there. People are making bracelets, beaded bracelets, um, necklaces, just people are dyeing their hair the colors you know so it's, oh, wow. it's yeah. really a big deal for people and it is because you know it's our community our awareness of what we are going through so um yes. yeah just check out the website and if you do have things that you want to add you can always shoot an email to the uh, website and I will get with you and we can make something happen because again it's about our community and if you have something to add please feel free to do that absolutely i mean obviously this is such a collaborative effort and i did notice like i, I think my my order my t-shirt order was fire like spoonie sister shop or something like that but it was definitely you know a very relevant um etsy store and so i can see that you you know you try to partner with people who are doing who are part, part of the chronic illness communities and and doing similar things and i just think that's great and oh yeah Definitely. like you said you know you're you're open to other other people and other ideas and everything and yeah i'm, I'm, I'm yeah. excited to see what what blooms out of this but i think you know 
Um, I've definitely got my t-shirts and my ribbons and, you know, I'm going to wear it loud and proud, particularly on the 15th of March. Um, and I think let's just try and just bring as much attention to, to long yeah. COVID as possible. So um, let's just talk about, um, so you mentioned about on the 15th of March that you're doing various um, things on social media if people yes. are listening and want to want to take part um, do you want to share the hashtags and the things that you have planned absolutely so the hashtags are going to be hashtag long covid awareness day it's kind of long but people really thought because it's the first one we should stick to the basics and mm. so it will be again long covid awareness day and then we are also obviously doing hashtag long COVID. Um, that's been a big thing for um, Twitter mm -hmm. and probably other parts of social media. I haven't been as involved in other areas of social media. Mostly this started on Twitter and then moved to Facebook, different Reddit, everywhere, everywhere starting Instagram, everywhere starting to get, you know, mm -hmm. word of this. So, <laughs> and last night I feel like um, after a meeting, it really took off. We had a, um, a long COVID action project Project, a meeting and definitely the awareness day came up and everybody kind of got excited during the meeting and went out to spread the word so um, it's definitely taking off even more and um, for that day on long COVID awareness day we will be doing um, a lot of focus on Twitter again most of the people that I started like kind of collaborating with I met on Twitter and I feel like the setup of Twitter is easiest to manage this so it doesn't mean there won't be activities and things on like Facebook and other areas but we are seeing most of it happening on Twitter so if you aren't on Twitter you may want to do it for that day I know a lot of people it's controversial right because Twitter's been caught up in all the things that you know people are like leaving and back and forth and then there's been problems with Twitter like not working for a day or two and so but we find that it is the easiest for us to communicate and do the things that we we have planned. So for that day, since we can't get out into the world as much, uh, many of us, um, we plan to do kind of a space meeting. So they have Twitter spaces. And so we are going to start at 9am Pacific time. And that way we get people like in the UK before they're off to bed and things like that. Um, and that would be on the 15th. So I do need to mention this because of our time zone differences that on the United States, March 15th at 9 a.m. Pacific time is when the spaces would begin. And so we are going to start off with um, a space that I will start off and then it's going to go into other spaces. We have um, just a lot of talk of like maybe four spaces running that day. And so people on social media will see that long COVID hashtag and see that, you know, oh, these people are like all there and people from the outside of the community will see what's happening, you know. So we really want to make that visible since a lot of us aren't out in the world. And so we'll do the spaces. It's going to be kind of like a support slash educational space on each one and everyone is welcome to attend whether they are suffering long COVID or not if they just want to be more educated in long COVID and want to be involved in spreading the awareness of long COVID and um, so I do know that we have some people that are 
influencers in the community that will be coming to some of those spaces and speaking. And then I know Not Recovered is another organization that will be doing, they said that they're going to have like keynote speakers and different things for theirs. And so it's just going to different long COVID websites to see if they're involved in something. But I think that for the most part, you're going to find things on social media, especially on Twitter. And so I kind of feel like I sound like I'm doing some Twitter Twitter commercial or something for them. And I'm not. It's just the first one that is the most accessible for what we're doing. And for like, when we have meetings, we hold them on the Twitter spaces so that all can come to those meetings. Um, so for that awareness day, we also, I just put out a tweet that we are going to be posting pictures of things that we can no longer do due to long COVID. So if it was you used to run, you could put any image, if it's you running, you could put an image of you back when you were able to run um, and then you know put it in black and white. All these pictures will be in black and white. And then you can add additional art. So people are talking about doing songs. Um, I'm trying to think of all the things, drawings, paintings, different types of art on top of those photos that will be in color um, or in black and white. So it's, so I just want to make for sure that people really understand the breakdown of that. So it'll be everybody in the long COVID community is encouraged to do black and white images of something that you can no longer do due to long COVID. And then you can add other art in other colors, whatever you would like, it can be any artistic form. We do ask that you just include that hashtag long COVID awareness day or long COVID. But for the most part, long COVID awareness day is gonna really get it seen um, on March 15th. So that yes. is what we're doing to collaborate with all the different organizations, all of the different support groups. It's something easy because we need it to be easy because a lot of people are not up to doing a lot right now. So, you know, this is something that you can do to represent and to really show people that are either on your social media or out in the world that this is what long COVID has done to me. You know, I'm just going to add on that part that long COVID has taken a lot from a lot of us. A lot of people are suffering and, um, the amount of loss. It's not just about people like in the ribbon color with the gray, you know, being for the loss. It's not just about people that lost a loved one during this pandemic. It's also about we lost our our life, our people lost their livelihoods, their jobs, relationships. I mean, everything that you could even think of has been up for, you know, it could be a loss, you know, um, savings that they had, you know, it's not just about they lost their job, they've lost savings, they've lost, you know, just time, <laughs> lost every ability that they really felt they had before this, whether it be to work out or to do a job, or to be a parent. That is the hardest part about all of this, the amount of loss that people that don't suffer long COVID or another chronic illness may not understand that it's not just, I have these symptoms. It is, I have lost everything. My, you know, I've seen people lose homes with this and it's devastating. Yeah. And, yes. you know, the, I just don't think the community outside of us understand what this means and what has happened. And this is one way that we can kind of show, you know, in 
honestly, I wouldn't be opposed to someone showing like a house, like if they left their home in that yeah. black and white photo, that is a loss for you. You know, it's it, even if it's because it's like show something that you can no longer do, but it could be anything. If you lost your home, if you've lost money, you know, you can have money, a pile of money, <laughs> just like an image of that. And I would not be opposed to it because I do think that people need to understand that there are different layers to this, you know, um, mm -hmm. there's just been a devastation that's happened to too many people. And it's happened all at once over this three, almost and a half years. Um, just, it's an accumulation of loss that we in our community are seeing every single day, which is even more difficult because we're already suffering, but to see the suffering of so many others, oh, it's a bit horrible. Yeah, yeah 100%. And yeah, I echo your sentiments about the tremendous, <clears throat> the tremendous loss across our community. I mean, it's, I mean, obviously it's devastating about the COVID deaths, but of course, like there's been Absolutely. so many people with long COVID who, you know, are experiencing like a living death, <laughs> you know, for want of a better word, like, you know, some people, depending on the severity or, you know, where they're at in relapses or whatever, but like, yeah, it's it's just taken a huge amount. And even, you know, obviously I tell the story about recovering and I speak to other people who have recovered, but there's still a huge, tremendous loss. You know, we lost two years of life, lost two years of our lives. And, you know, I, I lost time with, with, with my baby when I was too sick to look after her. Yes. You know, all this stuff, right? So I 100%. Yes. And I think, I think it's going to be such a strong image to flood social media with these black and white photos. And hopefully we can just kind of like completely take over the internet for, for the yep, day. And that's I, the plan. <laughs> I look forward to seeing it happen. And I, you know, I, I think there's so there's still so many people walking around, so many civilians walking around who don't realize and, and they, they don't realize that, you know, they might have had COVID three times before, but the fourth infection might trigger long COVID. They just don't know. And so I think anything we can do to raise awareness to show people, um, you know, all the iterations of, 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 of what long COVID um, can bring, I think it's really, it's really important and valuable. Okay. Absolutely, Sarah. You just touched on the big part about the campaign is prevention and letting people know that just because you were infected one, two, three, four, there's people out in the world now that have been infected like eight times or more. And it's wild to us to imagine like, oh my goodness, because it's like the first one or two infections for many people in the long COVID community is all it took. But then people think, oh, I beat it once or twice. I'll be okay. And then their third or fourth, they now have long COVID and it's devastating, you know, and people are not informed of what's happening. You would think with the amount that some of us have been yelling for the last three years that people would be aware, but no, it's so politicized. There's been so much misinformation that people really do think they'll just be okay. And so this is what one of the campaign things you know, issues are, it's like, let's make for sure that people are aware that many of the people that are suffering had, you know, they got through the first one or two, and then now they're stuck with long COVID. And it's been a year or two that they're stuck in it, you know, so I'm glad you brought that up, because it really is one of the big focuses for us. And, you know, the website will have information about that for sure. And, 
you know, it's yeah. just another important detail because like I said, there's so many layers with this, you know, we've got the racial layer of, you know, treatment. And then you've got the gender issue with treatment and the gaslighting yeah. that happens in these communities. And then you have the doctors not taking it as serious. And obviously we know there's some great doctors, but we see every day that there are people having trouble with, you know, getting their doctor to understand what they are suffering with long COVID and that it's not just a mental thing. There's mental stuff that happens, sure, but that it's a physical, a very physical thing happening to us. And, you know, I'm lucky that I was able to find good doctors, but that's just it. The website is going to reflect on all those different layers and break them down, but then also give resources for you know, different international support groups where you can find help. Um, there's a new line. Um, I don't have the information with me right now, but there's a new support phone line that people can call um, mm -hmm. when they're really in a bad place. Um, because, you know, as you know, and uh, many in the long COVID community know that suicide is something that is not talked about enough and it needs the attention because people are taking their lives over this because it is that debilitating and that horrible of an illness that is it's taking lives away so people are like I have nothing to live for they may have children they may have all these different things in their life but you cannot see those things when you are suffering this much and you know I was one of those people back in 2020 I did not want to be alive it was very difficult for me but now I'm in 2023 and I'm in a much different place than I was in 2020 and that is something that I definitely want to share today. Um, I will definitely come back to that if we need to, but it's an important thing of this because your podcast is about hope. And that is a big deal because a lot of people in the community feel that there is no hope. I felt that yeah. there was no hope. And so your podcast hopefully will show people that there is hope there. Even if there's no cure yet, no treatment is proven yet to help us, but we see little bits, little glimmers that maybe this will help people. Maybe this antiviral will help people. Maybe, you know, that there's support there. That's a big part, you know, that we're not alone, that there's mm -hmm. others suffering this and that they are, they will stick by us, you know? And when I said that there was a phone line available for people to call, um, and that will be listed on our website as well. And, um, we run Zoom chats and we, that's kind of how we connected, running a Zoom yes. chat, you know, yeah. and, um, you know, uh, the Zoom chats have been running since 2020. Um, there's been different people in the long COVID community that run those Zoom chats and they've been, you know, just being there for people. And now, you know, I'm very involved in the Zoom chats at this point and, you know, running those daily, it's going as I speak right now. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, we keep those running because people in different time zones but also you know a lot of us are dealing with insomnia we just need to mm -hmm. know that somebody else is there so some people just sleep on the line just to have that comfort of knowing someone that understands is there there's a lot of people that are alone through this you know I live in a house with people but there are people going through this that are alone with nobody and you know so it's important that people know there are resources there is support and that we are all here for each other that's how we get through this absolutely and you raised so many good points and the open zoom rooms I also used to attend I mean I was probably one of the more kind of like just listening in kind of people most of the time 
for some reason I felt quite shy in those obviously I'm not shy anymore <laughs> but like <laughs> but yeah like it, it just it, it's it's so good to have a place to go where people you can speak to people who understand and speak to people going through similar things and yeah I would I would say to anyone listening if you're feeling lonely if you're feeling like you could use a chat with somebody definitely check out the the open zoom calls that you host every day Angela definitely um, you can yeah. just I do want to put out there that um you can always reach out to me on Twitter um I'm at the extra files um is my handle and um DM me and we can talk and I can get you the link for the Zoom we don't advertise it on um the website too much it just says you know to contact me on Twitter or through email and that is just to kind of screen so that we keep it just long COVID community, you know, and we don't need any extra drama or anything that can come through there. Yeah, I mean, to keep it a safe space. Yep, exactly. I completely understand. As safe as possible. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it's, I, I'm glad you said about, obviously, this, <laughs> this podcast, like, arriving out of wanting to be hopeful. Like, you know, you mentioned about suicide and I just, I'll be honest, like, I... I saw I was hearing more and more from long callers um, that, that were struggling and having these thoughts. And so, you know, part of the reason why I'm doing this podcast, a big, a massive big part, actually, of the motivation why I'm doing is just to just, just try and and just um, like have have a conversation that's a little bit more hopeful, a little bit more optimistic that people can recover from long COVID and are recovering from long COVID or are at a better place in their life that they're doing more, you know, yes. nothing, even with chronic illness, nothing is forever. You know, you don't know what's going to happen next month, six months time. You just don't know when we don't have crystal exactly. balls, unfortunately, <laughs> but yeah. like, I would just say to anyone that's listening that, you know, that there's help out there don't suffer in silence definitely reach out if, if if you're having these thoughts um you don't need to be alone and there's always there's always another option there's always always I, I, without a shadow of doubt there is um even when it doesn't feel like it there are other options <laughs> so yeah you know no. just reach out because it's important because we make decisions in these times when we are not okay we're not okay in these moments and you know it's it's not just like I said it's not just the mentally it's you are in physical pain and that is a lot like just you can't do the things that you used to do. You know, the people that were there in your life are no longer there. You know, there's so many things that, you know, happen. And, you know, like I said, this is about hope. And I do see in this community that there are people that have great support. They do have family. They do have friends that are trying to be understanding. They do have doctors that are listening to them. They do have some type of, whether it be a therapy or a medication that is helping them to cope, you know, and that's what I mean by there are other options, you know, it would take us forever to try all the other options out there. You know, it, it just is, like you said, there is another option. 
the end, just when you're in those moments, those are the moments to reach out to that phone number or to uh, come onto the website and grab a link and join a support group. And, you know, there's some great support groups out there. Um, I'm not sure if it's okay for me, but I'm going to mention it. We met, we met through Body Politic, and I think mm -hmm. that is a great resource in the long COVID community, great yes. resource. And, you know, I think it's important that people know that groups like that exist. There's several groups out there and it's just finding the one that you fit best in what you match up with the people or they understand the symptoms you're suffering um, because yeah. there are so many degrees of long COVID, you know, there's just too many too many, too many symptoms, too many things that could be going on in your life. If you're maybe a mom, and maybe that's one thing that drew me and you together, you know, we were both mm -hmm. parents. And mm -hmm. so it's like connecting with those people in the community that you are kind of like minded with, and that those people will understand, like, I could tell Sarah that, you know, I'm having a rough time feeling like I can be a good mom to my kids, you know, a good parent. And, and she would understand because it's like, we're laying in bed in the dark and we can't mom our kids, you know, when mm -hmm. Sarah was dealing with that, you know, I would be able to listen. And then, you know, that's the importance of those communities. You know, it's just, like you said, people understand and, and it's other layers, you know, it may be people that are completely living alone and they just need that chat, you know, something to lift them a bit and talk to somebody else that's alone that is getting through in a certain way and they can share how they're coping. That's the other part. We can share all these remedies, therapies, mm -hmm. how you're coping, whether it be a support group or, you know, playing some trivia night on Zoom or whatever it is that gets you through each day or each moment. Those are the things that we need to be seeking. So yeah, yeah. it's there. The help is there. A hundred percent. And um, I'm aware of time. Time is running out. On, um, <laughs> should we just um, try and pivot to talking a bit more about your personal story? I mean, yes. you mentioned that obviously you're from the first wave of long haulers. Um, do you want to just briefly, yes. very briefly in a nutshell, mention your long yes. experience? Yes, I didn't want to focus on it too much because yeah. it was difficult to talk about. But of course. Um, I got sick. My whole family got sick at the end of December 2019. And we were all, you know, okay. Like we thought we were okay. And then January, I started to develop joint pain and different symptoms started to creep in, in January of 2020. So then I ended up with the severe fatigue hitting me on February 18th of 2020. So we're just a couple of days from that now. And it's like a big day for me because it'll be three years that I've been in this horrible fatigue and just talking like right now, wears me out and, you know, but it's important. And I've always been a vocal person, a loud person, a bubbly person. And that, you know, I still don't feel back to myself at all. And I've improved. And, you know, it's difficult when I look back at those three years, but it just, it got, my acute was really bad. I did not go to the hospital. I said goodbye to my family because I was like, I just want to die at home alone, uh, or I don't want to die at home, or I don't want to die at the hospital alone. I want to die with the care of my family around me. And they were also sick. So it was a very difficult time. Yeah. for all of us. Um, but you know, like we said, there is hope. And I got to a doctor that would listen to me. And I was able to get um, famcyclovir, 
for reactivated EBV that lifted me up some. Um, so, you know, my fatigue mm. lifted a little bit. And then I also got reinfected in um, January 2022 and took Paxlovid. And Paxlovid mm -hmm. happened mm -hmm. to level me up too. That was another great thing to me. Um, I, I can never be sure if the reinfection didn't trigger something. It could have. But the Paxlovid definitely seemed to help me. Within 24 hours, I was doing better in my bad infection. And, you know, I started to see a lot of healing. And then... After that, I took supplements, like I took Tolavid, natokinase. Those things seem to help level me up. Um, you know, I know it doesn't work for everybody, but they are things that have given me relief and a little bit of relief gives us a little bit of hope and then we can start to build on it. And I believe that's where our gains start to come in. When we get a little bit of gain, you know, and then we just build on that, build on that. You know, I'm now walking a little bit more and I couldn't walk in 2020, you know, now I can walk. Um, it's not a lot, but I can do it. And, you know, I can also just feel like a parent again. You know, I can school my kids better. I can be a mom and be more present. I'm not just in the dark and I'm not, I'm not feeling suicidal. I'm not, there's so many parts of this. I'm not feeling how I was in 2020. I've improved. Yeah, a hundred percent. And um, I think you touched very briefly on, on, on a big part of, of, of your story, which is the fact that you homeschool your children through long COVID. Yes. <laughs> you, yeah, you, that, explain to me how, was, how on earth you managed to do that <laughs> because I, I can't oh, imagine it's been rough it's been really rough I will admit yeah. I'm probably the worst homeschool parent in the world but oh. it was a thing that we had to do because in the beginning my kids were too sick to they would flare so much that there's no way they could have been in public school but the biggest thing is that the concern of reinfection that mm. you know we didn't even go out to get reinfected their dad brought it to us and and we got sick, you know, in January 2022 again, you know, so it's like, we have been doing everything possible to not get reinfected. And, you know, we don't go out much and they are talking to their cousins and their friends online still. And it's hard, you know, but we are starting to get out a little bit more and we mask still outside. And, you know, people that are in our life at this point are the ones that understand what we are dealing with and why we don't want to get sick again. They do understand. So anyone that didn't understand, bye, <laughs> they left, they're out of our mm -hmm. life. And mm -hmm. we just had to kind of let those ties go because it wasn't working out and they couldn't comprehend or understand what we were suffering even when we tried to tell them so but yeah just I can school my kids now and you know they they understand why we're doing this it's hard um but you know everybody's got to do what they got to do I know not everybody wants to homeschool I do totally understand that because it is hard it's very hard Yes, I yeah, I, I can't I imagine. Obviously, my child is too young for school just yet. But um, yeah, I I I, I hat I doff my hat to you. I'm very oh, every day. I'm impressed <laughs> with what you managed to do despite it. Well, all. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> truly, truly, and um, yeah, I'm glad that you're making some gains. And you know, you've shared on social media that you've gone on some beautiful hikes. In, in, in your I haven't been like able that. to do a lot of hikes. We went to Mount Rainier right. one time last year uh, okay. for my son's birthday, but 
hey, Sarah, we could not do that before that day. And it was something that I pushed myself to do. It was my son's birthday. It was a big deal. And I was able to do it. I had a lot of symptoms that day. I was not okay in the car. The car ride was terrible. But, you know, Mount Rainier was beautiful. And it was so good for my kids. It lifted mm -hmm. them. They were like, this is the best day we've had since COVID mm -hmm. happened. And, you know, I agree. It was our favorite day and my daughter's birthday is coming up. And now we're trying to see what can we do because I am betterish enough that I can do something like maybe go to the ocean or another mountain trip. It's not like I can do a lot of walking, but I can watch them walk. My kids are able to walk and do quite a bit. And at this point, they're not suffering too much. They do flare, but it's not as severe at all as it was. And I would, we have all these different layers of, you know, COVID, like people call it COVID light. I know some people don't like that term, but COVID light, COVID medium, severe long COVID, there's all these different layers. And, you know, I feel like my kids are like on an opposite end than I ever was where I'm on the more severe side of things in 2020. You know, I was on oxygen at home and that wasn't helping me very much. But if I went to the hospital, they would have ventilated me. And I really don't feel I'd be here today. I really honestly don't. And so um, every day I do want to kind of, I know that time is, you know, going away quickly. I, I could talk to you forever, but I do want to end with this, that every single day, I do not feel normal. I have never felt normal back to my pre-COVID self. I always have symptoms, even as I speak right now. But I've gotten better since 2020. And if I could get better through this, others can. Yes. I, I think that's important that people just know I was really bad in 2020. I've gotten some relief and I'm still here and there is not a day that I don't think I'm still alive. I'm still here. How? I always ask myself, how am I still alive? But I am. Yeah, yeah. And I'm so grateful because it's the, it's the most challenging thing I know I'll ever have to face in my life. I know that without a doubt. And if I can get through this, you know, I can get through anything. And it, it's hard because not everybody is going to get through it. That's the hard part. But we got to keep on making people aware of what is happening and that they are at risk. And yeah. I think that that's how we're going to build the hope. I really love your podcast. I love the hope part of that because there is hope in chronic illness. Even when you don't see it, it's there. So I'll end with that. Absolutely. And I am so grateful that you're still around, Angela. I'm so grateful I met you. I think one, one positive out of this whole ideal is that making wonderful friends all over the world like finding people in your tribe and you know I'm just so thrilled to know you and I'm so delighted about the long COVID awareness day and long COVID colors and everything else and thank you from the bottom of my heart I'm sure the bottom of everybody's heart in the community thank you so much for everything well, thank you for having me and thank you for getting the word out about the awareness. It's so important. And I love all of you in the community. You all mean so much to me. And let's just keep doing what we're doing because it's working. Thank you for listening to the Long COVID Hope podcast today. We sincerely hope you've enjoyed listening and got something out of it. 
Please note, we are not medical professionals and this does not constitute medical advice. Always speak to your doctor or medical practitioner before starting any new treatments, supplements or beginning a new exercise routine. You can learn about me, Sarah, the long haul yogi, via my Linktree, which is linktree.com forward slash long haul yogi. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at the same long haul yogi handle. I offer weekly yoga for long COVID sessions most Thursdays, which are online via Zoom and are completely open access and donation based. I also have an on-demand yoga series, which you can purchase and tune into at your own time. I'm on YouTube, I'm on Insight Timer, and I do some private classes as well. All of the Yoga for Long COVID series is incredibly gentle and focused on listening to your body and going at your own pace. Again, all of this good stuff can be found at linktree.com forward slash longhauljogi. If you'd like to make a donation in support of this podcast, you can find the link to buy me a chai on Linktree as well. Thank you in advance for any donations. They're gratefully received and really do help me to build on and improve this podcast. Lastly, I wanted to say to you, wherever you are in your long COVID or chronic health journey, know that things can improve. Keep the hope alive. Speak to you next time.